Old Pilot's Plane Tales, the Elise Anderson interview part two. Now this is a continuation of the interview I started uh, on episode 235, talking to Elise Anderson. She's a young lady who is uh, learning her flying trade in Western Australia, uh, and um, she currently works as a flying instructor at Janicott Airport. And we're going to pick up the interview uh, when uh, we start discussing her flying there. Now, I had no idea Jandakot was such a big uh, airport. Um, it's it's pretty uh, busy here, and it might be quite daunting for new uh, students. So can you explain to the listeners a little bit about the uh, environment here? Um, Jandakot Airport is said to be, and please don't quote me, the second busiest airport in the Southern Hemisphere, um, and that is second to Kingford Smith, Kingford Smith, which is the international airport in Sydney. Um, Jandicott is mostly used as a training airport. We have small aircraft up to small jets. Um, and in Western Australia, we do have a pretty serious fire season. So in the summer seasons, we do get a lot of the fire bombing activity, fixed wing and helicopter. Um, we have three runways here too, which are parallel. Um, and we are also the home for the China Southern Airlines pilot training. So they send their pilots over from China um, to do their training here as well as at a country town in Western Australia. Um, so there's quite a few of them around, plus our own students, which are commercial students and private students. A um, couple of schools on the trip, uh, correction, a couple of schools on the strip, um, and that's all mixed in with the Royal Flying Doctor Service who operate at Agendicott. So pretty entertaining place to be. Absolutely. It's certainly busy. You're sitting there looking out of the windows, their aircraft moving all the time. Going back a little bit to airliner flying, which is kind of where our program uh, aims, um, and thinking back to your studies you did uh, during your university degree, uh, are you comfortable with the way modern aircraft protect their pilots from mistakes, uh, or does it concern you? Are we over-automated in the flight deck nowadays? Quite possibly, yes. Um, however, I think that recent um, newsworthy aviation incidents and accidents have made it quite clear that anyone and everyone is welcomed into the cockpit of an airliner. And I do think that a lot of the systems that are in place for those aircraft um, make it quite difficult for some people to carry out intentions, whether they be good or bad. Now, I think that Possibly the systems are designed for your dumb pilots um, to keep everyone safe, but I think it's also a little bit mind-numbing um, for your switched-on pilots who do the job for the love of flying. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with you there. The cost of training is a, a huge burden for someone trying to make their way through uh, to fly an airliner. Um, many uh, smaller airlines play, pay quite poorly, so it can be a, a difficult task. Uh, do you feel uh, somehow the industry should be uh, assisting young pilots uh, to step up in their careers? Um, that would be an ideal situation, but I don't know how realistic. Um, there are a lot of people in this world that have a love for aviation and would love to be a pilot. I think that the cost of it deters the ones who are less serious. Um, I think you really need to want to do something to be willing to spend close to $100,000, um, certainly in Australia anyway, for a licence. However, in saying that, it does make 
a very difficult career choice um, being that a few years in you're still struggling to pay bills and sort of get on your way with the current cost of living. With that in mind what uh, kind of accommodation are you living in at the moment? Um, I live in a rental property. Um, I share with another pilot. Um, we live close to the airport, which is um, not an ideal suburb. <laughs> Lots of aircraft noise, but that's quite all right. Um, and I do, as I mentioned earlier, still work my jobs as a fitness instructor to pay for that accommodation um, as instructing is a challenging way to make a consistent income. Yeah, it just seems to me that it's a bit hit and miss. You know, you fly when it's uh, there are a lot of students around, but uh, I guess there must be very quiet times of the year. And of course, you don't get paid when you don't fly. Is that right? Most definitely. Um, if the weather comes in, which here, very fortunately in Perth, um, we have a beautiful climate, um, but we do get stormy weeks and days in the winter um, so if the weather's bad or if we don't fly we simply don't get paid um, it is our responsibility to keep our students coming back so we like to keep them happy however being um, a flying club uh, with lots of members a lot of our students um, and our pilots are recreational um, and they come down as a hobby when it suits them and their family and their work commitments so it's quite difficult to have a consistent income from those students as they might go from flying once a week um, down to maybe once a month or once every couple of months when their lives get a little bit busier. That's interesting. So do you feel that uh, flying schools and uh, smaller and even bigger airlines cash in on uh, pilots' love of flying by taking a bit of an advantage of them? Yes. <laughs> well, very succinct. We'll, we'll try and make sure that the Aero Club doesn't uh, get to hear about this. <laughs> now, finally, uh, how do you feel about the way your profession is considered by the public? Has uh, the profession of being an airline pilot or in an instructor been devalued? Uh, are we sometimes our own worst enemies? Um, lots of questions there. I think yes and no. Um, I do think that a captain walking through an airport um, in a crisp white shirt with four bars on his shoulders certainly turns heads. Um, I think that it very much still catches the eye of a young child, which to me, um, when children are young enough to be sort of untainted by society, um, that to them in their eyes is still very much something that they would love to do with their life. It's, it's something that um, they see as being very special. I think being in the industry, I don't feel very special because I think that anyone that puts their mind to it and has enough love for it can do it. But in saying that, it's an industry where once you're part of it and you look at sort of the other people, um, some of whom are very switched on and very intelligent individuals, are being put second to some individuals who are not at the same standard and that's um, comes down to a what you know who you know situation and it comes down to a right place right time situation um, so it can be a little bit disheartening to see someone who's really worked for it and deserves it not being rewarded because of politics. Um, one of my favourite questions that I get asked as a flying instructor is um, when do you think you'll do your commercial license? 
(laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. Yeah, you wouldn't be sitting in that seat unless you had one. Um, So uh, you're going to head off this afternoon and uh, do some instructing uh, in the beautiful skies uh, over Perth. It's a gorgeous day here, which is, I guess, pretty typical for uh, most of the year. So what are you going to be doing exactly this afternoon? Today I have a navigation flight booked in with an early private pilot's licence student. Um, We're planned to go up the coast, I'll be demonstrating low level flying for the first time. Um, She'll be demonstrating to me a diversion which we practised in her nav flight yesterday. Um, We'll be doing circuits at a country airstrip and she'll have her first experience flying through controlled airspace this afternoon. Wow, that sounds actually quite fun. I reckon I could take her place and have a great afternoon. Look, it's been fabulous chatting to you, uh, Elise. Uh, Very kind of you to give up your time. Uh, Any final thoughts before we uh, close this down? Um, Thank you so much for having me and for giving me the opportunity to share my views and my opinions. Um, I do love the industry and although I'm not entirely sure where it's going to take me yet, I'm really excited and looking forward to finding out. Well, that's brilliant. Have a great day. Enjoy your trip this afternoon and uh, all the best. Thank you. Thanks again to Elise for giving us that interview. It's always nice to speak to the younger pilots that are starting their careers, as I spend most of my time with the old hands who have a rather different attitude towards flying. So uh, congratulations uh, on getting so far, and I uh, look forward to watching your progression with great interest in the future, Elise. Good luck, and I hope all your flying dreams come true.